Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. Happy Friday, everybody. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. One Bills Live is the show. We're going to have some fun today. We'll get into that in just a little bit as you're undoubtedly making preparations for your Super Bowl party, wherever that may be. <laughs> We're going to have some fun today. Yes. Um, but we do have to get to the night that was. At the NFL Honors, Steve, uh, quite an evening. They've really built this into, you know, a giant event the Thursday night prior to the Super Bowl. And there was a little bit of Bill's flavor to it. Uh, Even though nobody really went home with gigantic hardware, namely MVP, which went to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Josh Allen was in the running for that. Sean McDermott in the running for NFL Coach of the Year. Brian Dable won that, so congrats to him. Um, I I thought he would be a favorite considering the roster he inherited and the depths from which the Giants were coming from last year. So and and the New York bias is it's always there. That that is always there. I don't think is, there's any yeah. debate about that. So kudos to him. Yeah, he deserved it though too. Yeah, he was he not like he didn't been. earn it. Yeah, he he earned it. No question about it. And then. Uh, we also saw what was the other award that I'm trying to think of here? Coach of the year, MVP. Oh, offensive player of the year went to Justin Jefferson, which was really no surprise. Uh, defensive player of the year went to Nick Bosa, if I remember right. Um, as we told you the other day, Bill Safety Demar Hamlin won the NFLPA Allen Page Community Award, the most prestigious honor awarded by the Players Association, and. Uh, along with that was a $100,000 donation to his Chasing Millions Foundation on behalf of the Players Association. Last night at the NFL Honors, his entire medical care team, both with the Bills, some of the Bengals, and the UC Medical Center staff, several of their medical staff members, were all on stage last night, and Damar Hamlin was brought out to speak in front of them 
and uh, got a standing ovation when he was introduced. And uh, we actually have the minute-and-a-half speech that DeMar Hamlin gave to those in attendance at the NFL Honors last night. First, I would like to just thank God for even being here. Every day, I am amazed that my experiences could encourage so many others across the country and even across the world. Encourage to pray, encourage to spread love, and encourage to keep fighting no matter the circumstances. Sudden cardiac arrest was nothing I would have ever chosen to be a part of my story, but that's because sometimes our own visions are too small even when we think we are seeing the bigger picture. My vision was about playing in the NFL and being the best player that I could be. But God's plan was to have a purpose greater than any game in this world. My entire life, I felt like God was using me to give others hope. And now with a new set of circumstances, I can only say he's doing what he's always done. I have a long journey ahead a journey full of unknowns, and a journey full of milestones. But it's a lot easier to face your fears when you know your purpose. My third night awake in the hospital, I met an ICU doctor. His name was Yusuf. He told me he had a similar experience. He, t- he showed me he was okay, and that meant so much to me. There was, so, there was so much uncertainty at the time, and just him coming to me, showing that I could live a normal life again, it meant so much to me in the moment. So I want to give a big thank you to him and a special thank you to everyone on this stage for everything they did for me. And thank you everyone around the country and around the world who prayed for me and hoped for me. The journey will continue. So a good job by DeMar Hamlin last night. Did a heck of a job uh, with that. You could tell he was nervous. It was, I mean, I think people forget the guy's a 23-year-old kid. Yeah. And he's. I mean, he's thrust onto this massive stage of exposure because of, you know, his phenomenal recovery and how it inspired so many across the country. And now he's he's a major spokesperson. And I think that's not an easy thing for any 23 year old to get thrust into. And he's really kind of I, I don't know that anybody could have handled it better at that age. Um but I'm, I'm, you know, you're watching him speak. You see him knocking his knuckles together when he first starts talking. I was like, oh, he's nervous, you know. But it's, oh yeah, I was like, stay with it, man. Stay with job. it. And he yeah, did a great job. Did a great job. Everybody's, you know, you got to be Buffalo fans and the team. You got to be proud of him and happy for the and and also appreciative of the NFL honors for putting him out there and 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 reaching out to and and bringing to light what had happened. Um, it's easy so much so fast so easy in our day and age in this culture when. It's every 15 minutes is a new topic that everybody wants to yeah. talk about. Um, let's not forget how startling it was to see what happened to him that night on Monday night in Cincinnati and to now see him come full circle and, and be on stage there. It's just awesome. Um, I know there were a lot of people, me included, that were I was willing to trade, trade it all away just to make sure, if, make sure he came out okay. Yeah. Um, and he did. So I'm, you know, it's uh, millions of prayers that were answered in DeMar's speech last night. And, uh, yeah, I'm happy that mine were among them. Right. And 
the other cool thing that we learned last night was with the MVP voting, obviously Patrick Mahomes ran away with it. He got 48 of the 51st place votes. Josh Allen got one, and I think Jalen Hurts got the other. Otherwise, Patrick Mahomes in a landslide with 48 of the 51st place votes. But getting a fifth place vote from ESPN Susie Culber was Bill's athletic trainer, Denny Kellington. Got a, yeah. got a vote for NFL MVP for obviously his heroic efforts in resuscitating and reviving DeMar Hamlin on the field uh, in a truly critical moment. So I thought that was a very unique vote submitted by ESPN Susie Culver. So just kind of a cool thing. Right. Um, you know, I mean. It's a nice gesture. Denny is a very selfless person who is not looking for any kind of gloss or notoriety at all. But that's a cool one to hold on to, you know, and tell his kids and grandkids. Yeah, very one much. Day. Very um, much so. So really cool thing to kind of come out of that. And he said the journey continues. So what that journey entails, we don't quite know yet, especially as far as it pertains to his playing career. But I think that'll all be determined in, in due time. So good to see him out and about and, you know, using his platform for nothing but good. So good on DeMar. Uh, for continuing to do the kinds of things that we've all come to expect from him anyway. Uh, he's just doing it on a much bigger platform now. So good for him. That was great to see. And, uh, you know, I I like the NFL honors. It's cool. Um, I wonder how big this thing gets because, you know, in the last five or six years, it's really reached critical mass. It's like, I mean, it's just like the Oscars now. It's a giant right. event for football. And, uh, I mean, leave it to the NFL. They know how to – I don't know how they do it, but they create tentpole events better than anybody. I well, mean, they've got – You think about what the combine was 20 years ago and what it is now, what the draft was 20 years ago and what it is now, you know, and now the NFL honors is just another tentpole event that they have during Super Bowl week. It's not like Super Bowl week isn't big enough on its own. Now they have this on top of it as like a, a precursor to the, to the big game. You're right. Um, it, tent pole events make the NFL a 12-month season. And while there are only games between September and February, early February, you know, stuff goes on that's really interesting all the way year, all year round. The next one we have is you know the Super Bowl, and then, of course, uh, it's off to the Combine in a month. So it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but it's – who would have thought – and I guess – it makes sense now that we've been doing it for like 12 years now. These used to come out, you just kind of get noticed, and it's like, oh, the, uh, the NFL released a statement today, and they just put it out on paper. It said, here's the MVP, here's the Walter Payton Man of the Year, here's the defensive, offensive. You know, it's, it came out like the Pro Bowl comes out, yeah. right? It just comes out it's like, hey, they announced that they, they let the teams know who, these are their Pro Bowlers, that kind of thing. That's how the NFL honors used to be. You say, oh, who won the MVP? Oh, yeah. Now it's, yeah, like it's like the, a press release. Yeah, now it's the Oscars. Yeah, it's crazy. It's really it's fun though. I like it. And the the Super Bowl continues to be one of those events. Well, maybe maybe the only event that has like five events around it that are just as good. Yeah. I tell people if you're going to go to the Super Bowl, go, but go early and then leave on Saturday night. Yeah. You know, because there's events leading up to the Super Bowl. All of which are worthy, worth going to the like this year, going to Arizona and being a part of. 
and they're not even the game. They're not even the, the reason the people are getting together. So, right. yeah, the commissioner's party, then, then there's all the business parties like the Nike, you know, the Nike party. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I can go on and on. The, yeah, the every big, night there's the big event. corporate the honors. Yeah, the honors is one. Uh, and plus every day, all day, the media is out there camped out and having live shows and stuff. It's it's just a blast to go out there and be be there for it. So um, I, it's amazing how big it's gotten. Yeah. And the honors are really as cool as it is. It's a small part of it. Also announced during the NFL Honors program last night, the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2023. Nine total members, seven of whom are on the defensive side of the ball. They are as follows. Offensive tackle Joe Thomas, played his whole career with the Browns. Linebacker Zach Thomas. Linebacker DeMarcus Ware. Cornerback Darrell Rivas. Cornerback Rondé Barber. Uh, the late head coach of the Chargers, Don Coriel. He also coached with the Cardinals. Linebacker Chuck Howley from the old 70s doomsday defense of the Dallas Cowboys. Defensive lineman Joe Klecko of the Jets. And cornerback Ken Riley, who is also being posthumously honored. Um, it was a bigger class because they had 19 finalists. Uh so you knew the class was going to be bigger. It used to be five to seven in many cases. Here it's nine. Not to say that any of these guys are not deserving, but uh, interesting that seven of the nine are on defense. Didn't th- I hadn't thought about that, but, yeah, that's, that's true. Um, and, of course, the ones that a lot of people are familiar with, Darrell Rivas, uh, Zach Thomas here in Buffalo, you know, those guys that, you know, and how about Don Coriel getting in finally? Good for yeah, him. Yeah, good for him. He was a revolutionary, you know, in offensive football. He really was. Yeah, he was a he was a, a beloved coach. Um, and even guys like me, and I'm I'm an old guy, and he was he got his uh, Air Coriel offense out in San Diego with Dan Fouts and those guys up and running, and was a fixture in NFL broadcasts. I mean, you just saw him all the time on the sidelines. Yeah. You saw him all the time, and so people are so familiar with him, and they were. They loved watching his teams play because of Dan it a, Fouts. It was a fun team. Yeah. Wes Kellen Chandler, Winslow, Charlie Chandler. Joyner, John Jefferson. I mean, they had a crew. Kellen Winslow, Charlie Chuck Joyner. Muncy. Yeah. Char- I mean, Charlie Joyner was... was a coach here in Buffalo. Yeah. He coached Andre Reed and myself, James Lofton. Uh, Charlie was a great, great coach and a great player as well. And he's one of those guys, of course, too, that played for 17 years as a wide receiver in the yeah. NFL. So those folks will be inducted. The enshrinement ceremony is set for August 5th in Canton. So make your reservations now if you want to shoot down the road and get down there. It's not too far. It's only like four, four and a half. Oh, it's not even that. Not even that. Maybe four. It's like three and a half. Yeah. It's just out. It's almost straight. It's a little southeast of Cleveland. Yeah. So, yeah, three and a half. Yeah, not bad. Um yeah, so that's that. And elsewhere around the NFL and around the NFL is brought to you by Collider Health, the official health care partner of the Buffalo Bills. And uh, the Colts, Steve, have finally begun narrowing down the field for their head coaching vacancy. They basically told Giants offensive coordinator Mike Kafka and Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan as well as Giants defensive coordinator Wink Martindale, they are out of the running. So 
Kafka is still a finalist in Arizona, according to most reports. So it's not like he won't get a head coaching job, but he's only up for one now, apparently, as he has been ruled out of the Colts gig, along with uh, the two other coordinators from the Bengals and Giants, respectively. Jets owner Woody Johnson, in a red carpet interview with ESPN's Diana Rossini last night, reiterated that, yes, they do have a desire to acquire a veteran quarterback. And Johnson said that the weakness for their team was at the quarterback position, which is why they want to bring a veteran in, not only to make the team better on the field, but to, as he put it, make the younger players better, chiefly Zach Wilson, we would assume there. And Diana was pressing him to try to get an answer as to who they, she, he might be interested in as a target she even mentioned Aaron Rodgers specifically, and he dodged all of that. He was careful not to mention any names because of tampering. I mean, Rodgers is under contract to the Packers. You mention his name, you could get right. charged with tampering. Right. So I totally get why he didn't mention any names, not even of prospective free agent veteran quarterbacks, because they're still under. If you're if you're under contract to another team, number one, like a Rodgers or even a Derek Carr, mm-hmm. can't mention the name. You're, you're going to get pinched on that. Um, But when he was asked specifically about Aaron Rodgers, he said, well, I can't really talk about him because he's a member of another team, but everybody recognizes talent when they see it. That's as far as he would go, which, you know, what are you going to say? I mean, he's probably the most accurate quarterback I've ever seen in my life. Right. So, yeah, talented, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's – I mean, that's the job. I mean, that's – that's the job right now that the Jets have. They've got to find a guy, somebody. And you would think they are more so than any other team, or maybe as much as any other team, close every place else, right? With Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, getting coming back this season with a little healthier offensive line. <laughs> and they got that defense. Man, they're, they're sitting pretty good. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Now you gotta I mean we make fun we we have fun all the time at the Jets' expense, so you gotta know when you're going into New York, you've got you're fighting against a ton of history. It's a lot like becoming the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. I mean you it's a weight nobody's been able to lift for decades. So you know what you're getting into. But man oh man, you talk about a spot that looks ripe. For a good quarterback to go in and be successful, that's it. I mean, don't you feel like that? I guess, yeah. I mean, there's some unknowns, sure. But, man, they got a good defense. They were running the football well before Brees got hurt. They got some weapons. Yeah, you get a veteran quarterback like Rodgers, you should win at least 10 games. Right. At least. And that's big. That's big. For the Jets. For the Jets, right. There is uh, some more coaching news. ESPN's Dan Graziano is reporting that former Cardinals coach Cliff Kingsbury is in Houston today speaking to the Texans about a job on D'Amico Ryan's coaching staff, presumably offensive coordinator, I would think, uh, which certainly makes things interesting there. So, yeah. Uh, Bill's news concerning coaches. We saw yesterday the report from that same Dan Graziano that Bills assistant offensive line coach Ryan Wendell is leaving to become the Rams offensive line coach. Nothing from the team confirming any of that. And now today uh, we also learned that Bills receivers coach Chad Hall 
is taking a lateral move to Jacksonville to be the receivers coach down there under Doug Peterson, for whom uh, he is familiar from their days together in Philadelphia, Chad Hall, as a practice squad slash bottom of the roster guy, while Peterson was the quarterback's coach there in Philadelphia under Andy Reid. Spent six years on this staff, did Chad Hall. And, you know, people are going to make suppositions and say this, that, and the other. I, I personally, Steve, feel like coaches in his situation, six years in one place with no upward mobility, I think they feel like their career is getting stagnant. And they feel, all right, I got to make a move to see if I can get up to the next rung of the ladder in the coaching staff pecking order by going somewhere else and doing that. There was no upward mobility here for him. Right, and he also took some interviews this year as an offensive coordinator in other spots. So he might have gotten some feedback in those places that have said, hey, listen, we wish you'd had a little more experience here or there. You've been in this one spot for a while. Uh, I think you need to maybe you need to get exposed to somebody else's way of doing it. And Doug Peterson would be a perfect example of of having a younger guy come in and, and learn a different offense, much like Ryan Wendell. Bill's assistant offensive line coach going to the Rams, and he's going to work under Lafleur. So right. you get exposed to a lot more offensive philosophies, and it rounds out your resume. Plus, you've worked with a ton more coaches on the same staff. Yeah, and that means if you do get a chance to move up, either be a coordinator or whatever, you want to bring some guys with you. You've got a list of guys who would like to do that. Yeah. Or if you get to be a head coach, you've got a list of guys that can come and be on your staff. It. I think this move by Chad Hall and Wendell, too, are totally about the future of their own careers. And it makes a lot of sense. You can't feel bad for them. And Chad no. Hall's contract was up. Right. So, yeah, I, I just think he's looking to try to move his career forward. And I don't think he saw that here. Not to say that he's not learning here or getting better as a coach here. What I mean is you look at the offensive coordinator position. Ken Dorsey has that role now. How long is he in it? We don't know. But it would logic would say the heir apparent to that job, if and when Ken Dorsey ever leaves, it would go to Joe Brady, who's been an offensive coordinator right. and has now been here for a season. So now you're a, you're a step below that. Guy. You know what I mean? Like so, I just I think he saw the writing on the wall in terms of his opportunity to ascend through the ranks here and felt he might be better served, you know, moving on to somewhere else. We've seen it before. Um, Coach McDermott even had to do that in his own career. Right. You know, leaving Andy Reid's staff, and then he went and became D.C. of uh, the Carolina Panthers under Ron Rivera, and his career kind of took off after that uh, when it was somewhat stagnant in Philadelphia. So, So there you go. And Chad Hall did interview for an offensive coordinator position in Baltimore. John Harbaugh interviewed him who also is familiar with him from their Philly days together under Andy right. Reid on that coaching staff. So, yeah, good luck to him. You know, hopefully it works and he and he gets what he's looking for in terms of upward mobility in the coaching ranks. We'll just have to wait and see. But a little churn on Buffalo's coaching staff this offseason because mm-hmm. we had the reports of Al Holcomb coming in to be a senior defensive assistant. Again, not official by the team, but those are the reports that are out there. And now you have uh, Jim Salgado, Chad Hall, Ryan Wendell off the staff, and they added uh, Dana, who's the new safeties coach. So, so there a little bit of churn there on the coaching staff, and that's not a bad thing. Sometimes change is good. 
so especially for a team that it's, still wants to try to get over the hump here. It's not unusual either. I mean, it's that's it, this kind of the point of the season where everybody's at. Con- considering usually, think about it. Nobody hires an entire staff full of guys who are first-time NFL head coach coaches. They might they might hire one uh, the head guy as a first-time NFL head coach, but he's been in the league forever, right? Usually, there are exceptions, but these guys at this time of year, we've always seen it because think about it. There's usually six to eight openings. There's only five this year, but there's usually six to eight jobs open. 25% of the league. All of those jobs have like 25 staff members that have to be hired all new. So those 25 staff members on all, like say there's seven, you know, seven staffs that have to be assembled. They come from every other team in the league, like mm-hmm. right? every place. So this is, you know, yet it happens. Every last year it happened. Brian Dayball left and he took a you know, couple, two, three of, of the assistants on the Bills staff with him. That's the way it goes, man. It's the season we're in. And it's it's you know, you you know, you humanize it. I mean, Hall's you know, Chad Hall's gotta take his family with him, you know? Um, like Dayball did, you know, like all these guys like Ryan Wendell does. So you humanize. That's a lot of families uphe- in, in, in upheaval a little bit, uh, but this year it's it's hitting the Bills on two two spots where last year it hit them on a, even more than that. Yeah, no question about it. So we're here on a Friday, and usually on Fridays we do tailgate Friday during the season. If you have anything spectacular on your Super Bowl menu, feel free to lay it on us at eight zero three zero five fifty one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. We'll take them because I'm in. I, I'm intrigued. Uh, chili is going to be on my menu. I know that. So that's exciting. Um, looking forward to that. The mailbag is always there on Friday, as you know. So if you have questions on the team or the league, feel free to fire those off as well. We'll take any and all comers and try to come up with some quality answers for you on those subjects. But we thought we'd have a little bit of fun today as well with, you know, Super Bowl parties, the soup du jour on Sunday, of course. And, we wanted to kind of tap into your observational abilities at said Super Bowl parties by asking the following question. <laughs> Who is the most annoying person at a Super Bowl party? We're looking for personality traits here. Not like, I can't stand my Uncle Lou. He drives me nuts. We don't need a specific person. We're looking for a personality type. Uh, at a Super Bowl party that just drives you up a wall and just sucks the fun out of everything that a Super Bowl party can be. Because there are different categories of people yeah, we've got a that bunch have annoyed of res- me over the years. We've got a bunch of responses. We put it out on Twitter. We've got a bunch of responses already, and it's true. Um, because it's a different kind of party, right? Um, you know, parties where you get together and talk to people, you know, have a few drinks and catch up kind of thing. This is not that, right? This is a no, different party. It is. Because in most cases, for fans of 30 other NFL teams, their team is not in it. Right. They're not in the game. So that's, that's part one. And so because of that, I think people take a different approach to the Super Bowl because sometimes they don't have as vested an interest. And that can change people. Sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. <laughs> so, 
So we will take your answers on who you believe to be the most annoying person at a Super Bowl party. 803-0550-1888-550-2550, the number to get on board and give us your comments on that subject. We'll also take your comments on the tweet sheet at one bills live. So I'll tell you straight off the bat, Steve, there are a number of personality types that rub me the wrong way at Super Bowl parties. I would say it's hard to rank them. So I don't think I'm going to do that. I'll probably just list them, but the know-it-all guy takes the cake for me. Like, the guy that's watching the game and feels he has to impart his football wisdom on everybody. Like I'll get, so you know, it's the kind of guy that after a play, he'll be like, well, you know, they're going with the two tight ends here. It's because, you know, the Eagles failure in defending those plays this year. I, I saw a game they had against the commanders. Couldn't stop it. Not one bit. That's why they're doing this now. Like we, we already have a play by play guy and a color analyst. They're actually doing the broadcast. Like we don't need a guy in the room doing that also you know what i mean like i'm sure you've come across that oh, person yeah. before. yeah they're rampant and it's uh yeah i'm the same way i like for me i'm a i'm a sit quiet and listener guy i want to want to see i hear the game because i used to do the job you know in the booth yeah and i and i'm I'm, I'm in the broadcast industry i want to sit quiet i don't want to watch the broadcast and i want to watch the game particularly you know our team's not in it so i want to watch the broadcast as much as I want to watch the game. It's the whole thing. And to do that, you got to sit quiet. <laughs> right? Right. I mean, there is a part of me that understands at, at the end of it all, it's a social event. So there are going to be conversations going on during the game. As long as, you know, they're within reason and they're not drowning out <laughs> the telecast. You know, I'm okay. Uh, And I think most people get that. But there are invariably some that do not. And, yeah, enjoying the game and watching the game suddenly becomes a heavy lift (laughs) because you got some people that just don't get it. It's like, read the room, Sparky. Come on. Right. Yeah. And it's not like the Super Bowl party is the only party that has problem children in it. But, you know, it's a... I guess it's weird because it's a TV show where everything you got to watch everything. The commercials are a thing, uh, the timeouts, coaching decisions, and it it all becomes kind of a part of history, particularly for the teams involved, obviously. But it's everybody is there for. It seems like it's one part where everybody's there for a little bit of a different reason too, which is why that you is get true. these discrepancies in how people want to enjoy this experience, right? And I think like so we're having a. Friends out there, we're having a work party at my house. All the guys in the crew, and we're all, they're all coming to my house to watch this game because we've been working on this season for so long, and, and now we, we all have a free weekend over the Super Bowl, so they're coming to my house. And I, I have it so that there'll be a, you know, a big TV in where the food is, and then we'll have a, a TV downstairs, like two different places. So mm. if you want to chit-chat up in this room, you can watch there, and if you want to in a dark, quiet space you can go down there and watch so you right you gotta if you have a different strokes for different right folks. and i get it not everybody's got two t- two rooms with a tv in it that you can split up yeah. like that 
Uh, I thought they that was, do at the Tasker compound. Uh, yeah, well, they do, and I might have to, I might have to crank out a third TV oh. too, just get an outdoor TV for the, you know, for the oh for the yeah. If somebody wants to have a for cigar, the cigars, I got me. You. I'll be the I'll be out there by myself. But that's you know you gotta you know, you make accommodations for your guests because yeah. not everybody wants to watch it in quiet. Right, I, I can understand that, and I'm I'm full of grace and mercy for people who have no skin in the game. Yeah. But you got to be have some empathy for those people who are yeah. way way into it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Good is for that, you is on that being one of the guys, like the guy who is way into it and really has no other no well, reason the to guy be? that forgets everybody else is in the room and is screaming <laughs> at the television. That guy's a problem. <laughs> that guy's a problem. Like, read the room, buddy. Like, Bro. you can't. You're not at home in your barca lounger right. and your jockey shorts by yourself watching this game. There's 20 other people here. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Shush. Don't be that guy. We got to take a break, but we are taking your phone calls next. So Frank in Orchard Park, John in Rochester, others holding at 803-0550. Stay right where you are. We'll get to you when we return here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.